Hi, and welcome to the Mini Game Union podcast for the 3rd of August. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with podcast co-host, Bozzy. Hi, guys. And Colin. Hello. Are you excited to be on your second show in a row, Colin? Yes, I am. Totally pumped for it. Excellent. How about you, Daryl? Are you excited? Am I excited to have you on two shows in a row? Is it in a row? I don't think it's in a row. You're on Liveway Network. That was the last show. Oh, okay. So, Minigarp is the community show for the Final Fantasy and KH Union podcast series, the Liveway Network podcast series, and of course, the Gaming Union forums. This episode, we have two topics to cover from the Gaming Union forums, recommended by moderator Juxter, and they are games that have aged well, and favourite game levels and locations. And to remind everyone, this podcast is produced by GamingUnion.net and TweaksMusic.com, and it comes out on iTunes and GamingUnion.net. And we'll be right back after this. Okay, welcome back. Our first thread for today is Games That Have Aged Well. This was started by forum member Coromore, and he says, We have threads for games that have failed the test of time, but how about some love for those who have survived? I'll have to go for Risk and Se- on the Sega Genesis, and any 2D Mario platform is my favourites. What do you guys think? Uh, what are your favourite ones? What about you, Lauren? Um, well, I definitely like Sonic a lot, and I like um, I like Mario, and th- there's a bunch of games that I keep going back to, like uh, a bunch of PlayStation One games that I keep going back to, like the Final Fantasy series always, and you know, um, Gemma and Lammy <laughs> is one that I recently went back to, and I just found this is kind of embarrassing. I just found my Spice Girls game, so Spice uh, Girls had a game. They did. It was it was Spice World and um like you uh form the Spice Girls to put on a show. So you have to mix um an audio track together, you have to set their dance moves and um it was a lot of fun for when I was, <laughs> you know, a tween loving Spice Girls, but now it's kind of like I go back to it and it's just really, really silly. <laughs> um but yeah. So has it really stood the test of time? <laughs> it definitely is something that I can revisit and be reminded of my childhood, which is kind of nice. You know, it was an easier time. But anyways, how about you, Colin? Well, I don't know. This one's a bit hard for me. I don't because I didn't start gaming all that early. When did you start gaming, Colin? I think it was like '99. It's pretty late. Yeah, that is yeah, pretty I late. Think I'd... Oh wait, that doesn't count the Game Boy era. Oh, that's it, Pokemon. Yeah, that's the one. Pokemon. Well, then I have to in- I have to include a uh, Paperboy as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Haven't Pokemon games also the test of time because they're exactly the same? That's probably it. But that yeah. Doesn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you're playing Pokemon. Now you're playing the original game, so you know that's why it's the same. Well, it's always like different different gyms and such, and different Pokemon. I mean, they have like I don't know how many they have now. Well, they keep adding different Pokemons to it. Yeah, I know. It went from one hundred fifty to. 200 and something and now it's like 500 over i remember when it was like crazy and unheard of when they had uh when they added like mew and mew 2 <laughs> everybody wanted to run to the store to get mew and mew 2 i didn't you didn't why not because uh well i first played the first one i pretty much played the, every other one because they're all the same the only difference is they add new pokemon but those pokemon still have a limited array of moves yeah they are limited to four would totally. it be a buzzkill Sorry, I think everyone knows of my disdain for uh, Pokemon. What about Sonic? Well, uh, I believe that uh, Bingo said that his favorite games are Sonic 1 and 2, Shinobi 3, Ristar, 
Metal Gear Solid and Street Fighter. Oh yeah, Street Fighter. Tekken we should add on there too. I like Tekken a lot. I don't know. I think there's there's comes a point, right? So the the 16-bit era, quite a lot of those games are still playable now because the graphics look presentable still. Mm-hmm. Whereas the early PlayStation One games, and you say Tekken, but I think Tekken One and Tekken Two would be a real stretch to play these days because the graphics are just so bad. Yeah, but then again, like. It's not all about the graphics. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII has awful graphics. I mean, they were good for the time, but now you look at it and it's It's terrible, but people still are obsessed with that game. Yeah, but if you look at Final Fantasy VII compared to Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy VIII tried to go for more realistic in-game graphics, and it's actually a lot harder to see what's going on in Final Fantasy VII. Because seven used like the pre-rendered backgrounds that were like hand drawn or whatever, and the characters were really blocky and chunky. They didn't try to go for the the super realistic, which is where I think a lot of games kind of went wrong. I mean, I know that like games like Fighting Force and on the on the Dreamcast looks pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it seems kind of like uh, Parasite Eve as well, like those kind of games back then when they were trying to make them more realistic. They all kind of look the same, honestly. They all. Um, when they were trying to make the characters look look more realistic, all the characters kind of all the graphics kind of stayed the same. Silent Hill as well. I mean, it's definitely interesting uh, if you've played Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation, and you've played Metal Gear Solid on the PC. Like they did some things to bring it more up to date, and it's actually kind of hard to go back. Like uh, there's some things like I don't think you could run and shoot or something. No, you could run and shoot in the in the original. I remember there being some some strange things though, like the things that they brought in with Melga Solid uh, Two, which just weren't there, and you kind of take for granted when you try and go back. Oh yeah, that's true. Like I I was playing Peace Walker and I tried to go back to Snake Eater, and it just didn't work because the control not only were the controls different, but the style of gameplay was pretty different as well. Well, Lucar on the forum says that uh, the original Super Mario Brothers game I can play for hours at a time. I probably could too. Um, also, the first Zelda game and the first two Metroids and the first Kirby. I just want to point out here that they are all Nintendo games, and, and it's kind of similar to Pokemon. That I'm probably going to get lynched for this, but most <laughs> Nintendo games, yeah, they remain the same. I mean, like Zelda, they add like a new weapon every time, but it's still roughly the same story. You still have to get the Master Sword. Yeah, you know, Zelda's pretty much always going to be there, and so is Ganon. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of this video I found on YouTube where Mario is hes having a freakout because he uh, keeps having to save Princess Peach. Have you guys seen that? No, no, I haven't. It's like Mario is just going off on a tangent and freaking out at Bowser because he keeps having to save Princess Peach, and it's so funny because it is pretty much... All you do in that game, you're just trying to save the princess, and there's some obstacles every now and then. Pretty much the same obstacles every now and then. Wasn't there a weird video about how he rescued her, and then like they went, to, they were gonna go go karting? Oh no, that, that was a that was a comic, comic strip, if I recall. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Well, you can tell the story then, Colin. I think Peach Peach was like, "Oh, thank you for saving me, Mario. I hope I don't have to see that terrible Bowser again." You invited him go karting. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> quite... their best of friends secretly. Everyone yeah. knows it, except Peach. Apparently, Peach is the same person. <laughs> that's like I don't know. I can't. Even, I can't even remember what I was gonna say. They're the same person. Yeah, my friend is obsessed that. with Peach. I like Daisy because she's a brunette. Colin likes neither. Colin likes Toadette and Birdo. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna get like 
killed for this, but I don't know who they are. You don't know who Toadette and Birdo are? No. Well, Toadette is the female version of Toad, and, and Birdo is that she-male. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Daryl. Thanks. It's like, it, it, it says, the, the voice is really deep. It's like, Birdo. <laughs> but, and, and it has like a bow in its hair, but like, oh, they're very, very... Yeah, it's it's appeared on like top ten lists of gay characters and stuff. Or like characters most likely to be gay. Birdo is in there every time. That's great to know. Well, now you now you know. Yes, now now I do. And it's great. There's Goombella as well. Goom Goombella, the uh the female Goomba. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there it's really hard because there's a lot of games that um are being re released now, like well, not a lot of games, but there have been games that were really classic and like, uh, what was one? Um, Resident Evil, how they re-released that. Like, if they hadn't re-released it, I mean, we would only have the first one to play. So I guess that would have standed the test of time. But now that since they remade it, I, I don't know. Could, would that still count? Probably not. Probably not. Well, it seems a lot of these franchises are getting like reboots. I mean, you look at Castlevania, that one's getting a reboot. Street Fighter. Castlevania's had about 10 reboots. <laughs> that is a good point. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, Street Fighter. Uh, they just announced Street Fighter across Tekken. I think that could potentially be amazing. I know Lauren really loves her Tekken. Oh, I love my Tekken. Tekken is awesome. I used to play that game like all the time. King was always my favorite one to use. King <laughs> or uh, what's his name? Um, What was his name? Oh, the one with the sword. The one with Yoshimitsu. The... Yeah, Yoshimitsu. Oh, he was so cool. Did you not like the Armor King? The Armor King? I I liked him, yeah. But, you know, the reg- the original King was, was... He was, you know, he was the original. He was orange. <laughs> I thought Armor King was King's trainer. Yeah, it was. It was his trainer. So Armor King was the original. I guess. <laughs> if you want to get all technical, I guess Armored King is, but... Are you a Tekken fan, Colin? I'm more of a Street Fighter fan, even though I suck at it, though. I'm getting better, practicing. Oh, you think I'm good at Tekken? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just started playing Street Fighter 4. Now I, re- I really want Super Street Fighter 4. And yeah, I just keep getting my ass handed to me by Seth, who is probably the cheapest boss ever. I don't know, the the end boss in the recent Tekken game is pretty cheap because you can't stun him in any way. But I mean, like Street Fighter is definitely a game that's still the test of time. I can still like boot that up and now and, and still have a good time. And like Sonic and yeah but like all of this the 16-bit era games seem to be the ones that have stood the test of time the most the 8-bit era games are kind of a bit iffy you know they had dodgy sounds and some of the graphics were a bit dodgy and there was also a few gameplay limitations and like the the early 32-bit ones were a bit sketchy in some ways as well okay well i think that about rounds that up and uh we'll be right back with favorite game levels and locations after this Okay, welcome back. Uh, our next topic is favorite games, levels, and locations. And so started by Riku, and he started off by saying, Hey guys, what are your favorite levels or locations within games? It can be any game you like. I personally like Green Hill Zone from Sonic, Halloween Town and Kingdom Hearts, whatever town is in Sonic Adventure. Uh, I can't remember what that's called, actually. Station Square or something? I don't know. Um, Casino Zone in Sonic Adventure. Golden Saucer in Final Fantasy VII, and the Hyrule, T- Hyrule Temple in Super Smash Bros. Melee. I mean, do you guys have any that just jump out right away in your brain? Uh, the like lost the casino zone in uh, Sonic. 
Sonic 3? Sonic, no, Sonic 2. It's the one where you just go and uh, you go to do the slot machines and then you get rings and stuff. That one. I think there's one in... Oh, wait, no. Uh, Sonic 3 has uh, Carnival Night Zone. Yeah, well, that one has the best music, I think. That one, like, I've never actually played through all of Sonic 3. I know, it's bad. But uh, I've listened to the music, and the music in Carnival Zone is really awesome. It was also in part composed by Michael Jackson. Truth. Uh, other than that, um, there's not really any that come to mind at the moment for some reason. Um, I guess... I like some of the tracks, like I like the Tokyo Megaplex in um, SSX Tricky. I used to play that a lot. And uh, there were some missions that I liked in uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto that I thought were fun. Like uh, the one where, what is his name, gets uh, his leg blown off with uh, after having some moonshine. And uh, you have to drive him to the hospital. That was fun. Or, oh, no, 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 no. My favorite is the one with Love Fist. You have to drive Love Fist in a limousine. And their limousine has a bomb attached to it. This is in uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And uh, you have to get through town. The funniest part about it is the fact that they're talking the entire time. And they're, like, freaking out in the limousine. And just hearing these... uh, these guys just talking amongst themselves about the bomb is just so funny. If you ever played that, you know what I mean. But yeah, those are the only ones that really come to mind. I have one from Street Fighter, which is a bit strange. It's the one of the special stages where you have to destroy a car. And the reason that always pops in my mind is because I think it was a Newgrounds animation where like, the guy's beam down the car and then the guy comes back who owns the car. And he's like, <laughs> what have you done to my car? <laughs> where are you, Colin? Hmm, for me, I think it would have to be uh, Shadow Moses stage on in Metal Gear Solid 4. That, I don't know, it just had this really good nostalgic factor about it. Or just mm. being able to go back and experience everything. And it was, it was, cause it, I think it was because it was slightly different as well. Yeah, it's, it's Shadow Moses. Like, most of the stage is pretty much the same, but everything's run down. And, like, you go through the stage where the Huey, where the Huey was, and he would just, like, have a flashback of the Huey. And it even plays the theme song from the original Metal Gear. Yeah, and there, and there was the bit where, uh, like, you know, where the the helo is when you go up the lift or the elevator, and uh, you go in that room to the left. And there's a security camera, and, and in the original game, it like a it security did a of, camera. Yeah, and then in this game, he like looked up, and there was uh, nothing there. No, no, it was there. It just drops, which was but kind it's of the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It was just it, kind it of was, depressing it was, it was when a, you see it yeah. drop. Depressing. Yeah, it's like Snake. You're old now, and so is the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think another one for me would be. I just thought of it right now. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, like the levels when you are getting chased by boulders. I don't know why, oh, but I yeah, always I loved, loved running that. from them. Like they were, they were such fun levels. I love levels that go like really fast and don't give you a lot of time to think, because I just think they're more. They're, yeah, they're it... just a lot more fun. And hidden in those levels, they have like secret, secret entrances to bonus levels. I think yeah, there was one yeah, where yeah, you're yeah. Like running away from a, from some kind of dinosaur thing, and if you let one of the flying ones oh, really? grab you, it takes you to a bonus stage. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, that was one just... of the later ones. I don't, I don't know if they have that in Crash Bandicoot the first one. No, I think that was Crash Bandicoot Warp. That just reminded me of uh, like the first stage in Sonic Adventure, 
It's like this outside stage. And there, there are bits which new Sonic games have tried to replicate where you're going really, really fast and you can't do anything. And it's kind of like the old Sonic games, like on Chemical Zone. At the start, you go down that huge thing and you're going ridiculously fast and there's nothing you can do about it. But it's still fun because you're not in any impending danger or anything. Uh, but anyway, so the first level of Sonic Adventure has this bit where you go super fast and there's like a whale that flies over you and it's just like it's it's so satisfying to play through. Yeah, there's a bunch of like Sonic levels that uh I really love playing through, especially, you know, the regular Green Hill zone. I guess that's because it's um in the second one, when I play that, like I can just go right through it. Um Fate from the site says Oh my god, the most incredible place I've seen in any video game is from Eternal Sonata, a tower that's called the Xylophone Tower of the Shining Keys. The game is heavily based on music, so you can assume that the place is pretty musical. In it, you have glowing piano keys and dancing lights in multiple colors. Then, my favorite part is the Xylophone Staircase. With each step, music notes sound and rays of light come off. That, added to the fact that it's in 3D, really amazes me. It's like the Billy Jean music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's uh, walking down the street and then all of a sudden the little lights come up on the street. Yeah, a lot of people were like really, really just... I heard that people were really hammered about that. Like they were really, really, you know, crazed about how he was walking on the street and it was all glowing. Yeah, I think like environments like that, especially RPGs, RPGs can have like the wow factor. Uh, like, and I guess, I mean... I know you've played it. Everyone's play, played Assassin's Creed here, right? Yeah. Yep. I remember, like, you know, you start off in your small little village, but the first time you go to one of the big town, the cities, you can just like look over at the expanse and you can see the whole thing, and it's just like, whoa, that is huge, and I can go everywhere in there. Mm-hmm, yeah, especially with Assassin's Creed Two, it was like a lot larger. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my favorite location in Assassin's Creed Two had uh, had to be Venice, like Venice. Yeah. That was, was huge. So, oh, it was it was huge, and it was just so there was so much in it. Like it, there, you can never go bored in Venice. I think I spent a good chunk of my time playing Assassin's Creed Two in Venice. That was probably my favorite place in the entire game, definitely, because you had Florence, which was that was decent, but nothing compared to Venice. All right, so Resgris two forty seven said that. All right, let's see. Let's take a look. at it. The list of games that you put down is S. How do you pronounce it? S O L G Ace Combat Five, uh, Geonosis from Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, I remember that was a good map. Uh, Rainbow Road Mario Kart from, from Mario Kart. Uh, Island Stage from Resident Evil Four. Hello Bastion from KH Two. The Battle with Liquid from MGS Four. That was epic. And Liberation of Grace Maria from Ace Combat Six. I hope I said that right. I'm I'm sensing that Rasgris likes Ace Combat. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I I would have to disagree with the Rainbow Road though. Oh my gosh, I can never get through that level. It's so hard. Like I always fall off. I always fall off the track. I guess because I don't play it that much, but because I can't really. I don't have a Wii, but. Yeah, I haven't played Mario Kart remember... either, but that reminds me of like Crash Team Racing. Oh man, that was good fun. Colin, you seem to have a thing about Crash. Hey, it was one of Naughty Dog's earlier games, and they were good. Oh my gosh, no, I loved Crash Bandicoot. That was actually my first game on the PlayStation 1. My grandma bought it for me, and um, she bought it for me because I got a good grade on one of my papers. She just <laughs> oh, yeah. took me to... 
She took me to the mall. She took me to GameStop. This is my grandma, by the way. Um, and I just, I was looking through all the games and I was like, which game would I pick up? Cause I only had a demo CD. So, um, I picked up Crash Bandicoot and I've loved it ever since. I haven't bought any of the other games though. Like I've never played any of the other Bash- Crash Bandicoots except for the first one. So I kind of missed out on that one. I had a bad experience with Crash Bandicoot, unfortunately. Which one? Which one did you play? Did you play the one from Naughty Dog or like? It was the first one. Oh, My first bad experience one. wasn't. It wasn't a problem with the game. It was that I rented the game from Blockbuster, and as people are probably aware, if you rent games, they're generally quite scratched up. And there's one part in the game where you have to jump over a like a, a bridge which has loads of holes in it, and my game kept freezing mid jump, <laughs> so I couldn't target how I wanted to land, and it was the same thing over and over and over again. I just couldn't get past that part of the game because it just froze mid jump all the time, or it would do it when you landed so you'd fall off or something like that. Very frustrating. Very very frustrating. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, well, I remember that part in the game just playing it regularly and it was hard to get through so i can't even imagine poor daryl <laughs> i'll get over it in fact i did get over it i just took it back i mean besides crash bandicoot i mean like one of my first playstation one games was also spyro have any of you played spyro, oh, spyro. i've played the demo because that was on i had the best demo disc ever it had spyro on it as well wait did, 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 didn't the demo disc come with the playstation yeah it did yeah i remember so... that <laughs> So I had like a, I had like Parasite, a Parasite Eve, uh, cinematic trailer, and yeah, and then had I think they had Madden, ninety something, yeah, something like that. They had um, they had a Rugrats cinema, uh, they had a Rugrats trailer, trailer for the Rugrats oh, they had, game, they had, they and had a uh, they had Spyro. Demo on it. Yeah, yeah, they had like a ton of stuff. That was like the I wish they would keep doing that. But anyways, you were saying about Spyro. Yeah, I mean the levels on Spyro. They're like, you have your plat, your standard platforming ones. Then you have the ones with the flying segments, and those were challenging. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of Assassin's Creed Two: the flying over Venice. That was an awesome part of that game. Oh, I wish yeah. you could have done it more, though. I think there was only I didn't like, like it that much. There was only two points in that game where you could, where it actually had anything to do with the story. Why didn't you like it, Daryl? I just found it a bit frustrating because it was so finicky. You fell down a lot. Well, it wasn't like that. Like there was, I think there was an achievement for. I think there was an achievement for like knocking knocking a certain amount of guys over or something. Uh, Five five of them. Trying to do that, and sometimes if you like slightly brushed something or you you went slightly the wrong way, then you wouldn't be able to get to the next fire bonfire and. Yeah, it was a bit annoying, but I love the music and I love that. I love the scenery, like everything. How it looked was just gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, like, Raspberry said, I mean, Metal Gear Solid 4 had a lot of good set pieces. I think, though, if you didn't know the history of Metal Gear, they would mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, the game was pretty tailored for for the fan base. Fan service. Oh, on that note, though, a, a level that would have uh, been good, even if you didn't know about Metal Gear Solid, was the, uh, like, the bike chase. That oh, was right, intense. yeah, the bike chase. That was, that was the one in Europe. That was really intense. Yeah. Trying to do that on like extreme was I heard oh, I very imagine. hard. Yes. Cuz <laughs> you can only take like one hit. <laughs> okay, well I I think that's uh, pretty much all we've got time for this episode. Uh, you can find Minigup in the FF and KH Union podcast series and the Liveway Network podcast series and of course on gamingunion.net and the iTunes store. 
please feel free to join in on the Gaming Unite forums and comment on stories across the network because who knows, maybe your thread and quote will be featured in the next show. And on that note, the next show in this series will be a Final Fantasy Union and the next mini-gup will be on the 17th of August. Of course, if there are any changes to the schedule, we'll let you know on the forums, the podcast feed, or on Twitter. So, Fozzie and Colin, do you want to say your farewells? Bye, guys. I'll be back. That's just scary. Well, you know, people say that my voice sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger, apparently. I, I believe I said that originally. Was it you? I think it might have been. <laughs> anyway, I'm Daryl saying goodbye, and it's been the tweaksmeans.com and gamingunion.net production. <laughs>